Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back. For another spring, wonderful spring episode of Bosco's Boys. Well, folks, it, it was an eventful week, and and it's kind of funny because last week I had just got done recording the episode, and of course, uh, a few later uh, hours later, we had some pretty big football recruiting news. Uh, basketball. It very well could be the same thing. I'm recording this on February 17th, 5.30. And again, we at least know that this basketball news is coming, so I'll at least get to talk about it. But it, but it is funny that uh, anytime I decide to, at least this uh, off season, it's been like some news decides to pop off uh, just about any time I decide I'm going to hit record on this button. So, uh We'll talk on the football recruiting news from last week. We will touch on some pretty big basketball recruiting news and also just an observation of how Jerome Tang is going about his uh, recruiting and elevating of this roster. Uh, We're going to talk about now that spring football is done, um, we had a pretty high-profile transfer out of the program and while it doesn't really affect uh, how I view this upcoming season, it does give you a blow for linebacker depth uh, in the future. So I'll talk about maybe some of the spots I would like us uh, to see participate in the spring transfer portal season and really anything that just comes to mind. Um, I will say uh, uh, sorry to everyone who listened to last week's episode. I said that we are going to start publishing the live shows again on the feed. Had some stuff come up in that live show. We weren't going to publish it, uh, which is fine. Uh, We will get back to it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this upcoming Friday, we'll have a fun conversation that, again, we'll get to hopefully talk about some new basketball members, maybe another football member, and all that type of stuff. But if you want to make sure you never miss it, no matter what is said on the show, even if I drop a little bit of insider information that I can't be publishing out on uh, the RSS feed, download ColorCast and join us. Again, I understand there are some folks who are still waiting for it to come through on Android. It is happening, I promise. But for all of you with an Apple device, get to the iOS store, download ColorCast and listen in. Because again, Last week, I had to decide to not publish it because, again, I, I was sharing a little bit of inside info uh, that I couldn't have out there uh, on the RSS feed. So if you want to make sure that no matter what, you won't miss it, you have to be listening in on the ColorCast live shows. 
It's a blast. All the regular boneheads are there. I'm there. We're going live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Or no, excuse me, every Wednesday. Woof. Woof. Sorry about that, folks. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Colorcast. Don't miss it, folks. Don't miss it. You don't want to miss it. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Colorcast. Also, you know them, you love them. We're still rocking with Athletic Greens, folks. I don't want to scare you, but you got to get over there soon if you want the great offer. Athleticgreens.com slash sports drink gets you the five free A1 travel packs and a year supply of the vitamin D droplets. You've heard me talk about it, I, man, for months at this point, every morning. Instead of coffee, I just shake up some Athletic Greens. It tastes good. I know it looks like you're just going to chew on a piece of raw kale. I promise. It, it tastes so much better. You put it in there with a couple ice cubes, shake it up, drink it down, and that's where it's at. I also do a couple of vitamin D droplets in my water every morning as well. That coupled with drinking that gallon of water every single day has me feeling like a million bucks. So get over to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Get your offer while you still can. Now, we're going to start with uh, football recruiting because, again, it is tangible. We, we we saw the results. We saw the wins. We had uh, recruit number two and recruit number three join this upcoming Chris Kleiman uh, class of 2023 class. And both of them are Kansas kids. And both of them are very uh, substantial. And then you heard good old Chauncey Bosco wanting to get his opinion in there. Uh, sorry about that. You know, he he wants he wants to participate in the show, but Chauncey just doesn't follow well enough to have a well-formed opinion. So maybe one of these days he can be an actual contributor instead of just a nuisance. But we love Chauncey anyways. Um, but two massive recruiting wins, and I'm going to tell you why. The first one, Will Ancion, uh, bo- both these guys are from Wichita. So Will Ancion is a uh, super long and athletic tight end out of Wichita. And he had offers from KU, both his parents, KU grads, Iowa State. Allegedly, they were the leader in the clubhouse for a while. Minnesota, Michigan State, Nebraska, all sorts of teams. And then you had Wesley Fair. Again, if you guys listened to my conversation from a, from about a week ago or maybe two weeks ago at this point with uh, Drew Galloway of K-State Online, he's been one of my favorite prospects in the state of Kansas in 2023 uh, he's an athlete. He actually plays a lot of quarterback in high school, but he camps, does all his testing as a safety. Crazy athletic, and when he does play safety, he is a big-time hitter. This is a guy who's going to fit in perfectly in Klanderman's three-deep safety defense, the, the defense that we saw quite a bit of last year and we're going to continue to see this year. This is a guy who could probably play all three of those safety spots and maybe even that Sam uh, – you know, hybrid linebacker spot that we saw, uh, you know, Wayne Jones try to play. And, uh, you know, I, this is just a versatile athlete, and it's a great pickup. He had offers from KU and Iowa State. Uh, and, again, both these guys are in that that uh, grouping that I called the Ad Astra All-Stars, these top 12 Kansas kids that all have a multiple Power 5 offers. Now, I'm going to – talk about why this is such these are both such big wins and that I think it is going to be a sign of the future hopefully for in-state and then Kansas City kids because Chris Kleiman caught a lot of 
trouble, a lot of slack, or not slack probably isn't the right word, but a lot of the detractors really have gone after Chris Kleiman when it comes to recruiting the Kansas City Metro in the state of Kansas. Because just like almost every single football coach uh, in all of, you know, all of Division One football, he came in and said, you know, we want to lock up the state. We want to, you know, keep the kids in Kansas and then keep the kids in Kansas City at home coming to Kansas State. Now, he lost far more high-profile recruiting battles than he won in state. Now, he's still... K-State, in this in, in the time Chris Common's been here, we've brought in more Kansas scholarship kids than any other school. You know, K-State still has, and again, I'll, I'll do the deep dive like I always do before the Sunflower Showdown, but, you know, we always have, I think, close to 40 Kansas kids on this roster, which is a ton. But he wasn't winning a lot of these battles. You know, especially in the Kansas and Kansas City uh regions we were losing a lot to iowa state that's not to say that we will never lose to iowa state for a kansas city or kansas kid ever again nathan shieldhouse is a pretty damn good recruiter and he recruits kansas and kansas city for iowa state it's not to say that nebraska isn't going to beat us again it's not to say the occasional kid won't pick ku because again devin neal picked ku but you get both of these guys, and it's not because there is some, you know, connection to K-State. You know, I love the Camden BB pickup. I think Camden may be just as good, if not better, than Cooper when he gets up and running on this offensive line. But again, he had a brother who was up here, uh, another brother who was here just as a regular student, and a family that really embraced uh, K-State football identity. Granted, he did have another brother who went to Minnesota. And Nebraska tried to kick around. So, again, that was a uh, a prospect that had a lot more interest than maybe his 247 or rivals offer sheet might say. But K-State felt pretty good about getting him based on their relationship with his family. That wasn't the case with Wesley Fair. That definitely wasn't the case with Will Ancio. In the case of Will Anzio, here's a guy who has KU family. I think he might have a sister who was playing at Wichita State. But there was no connection to K-State. KU alum parents, and then again, as much as I hate them, if you look at the type of prospects that Iowa State has been trotting out there at, at tight end, it's not it, it's not you know shocking that when you... Listen to reports about Will's recruitment, you know, during his junior year of football, after he camped during his sophomore year, that Iowa State was out to an early lead. For a while, it sounded like it was Iowa State KU 1-2. It was going to be those two. But know what happened? Chris Kleiman, Taylor Bratton, now Brian Leopak, and others. You know, Connor Riley does stuff in the state of Kansas, so does Colin Klein. You know, it, it was a full effort, but really on the backs of Brian Leopak, Taylor Bratt, and Chris Kleiman, they flipped the script. They identified this guy who legitimately is going to be an offensive uh, difference maker at K-State. Will Anzio is going to be one of those names that K-State fans remember for a long time. 
especially if he gets in and buys in with Coach True, works on his explosion, puts a little bit of muscle on, this is a guy who is going to be a headache and a half for Big 12 linebackers and nickels. This guy's the real deal. And again, they came from behind in a deficit to win. And also, here's the thing. It's not only that KU and Iowa State had a massive head start on us for this guy. Not because they offered earlier, because they just got out in front. They capitalized on their connections with this kid, and we made that up. But we also gave the stiff arm to Nebraska, Michigan State, Minnesota. All of these regional Big Ten schools that K-State has struggled to recruit against. All of a sudden, no, we we identified him, we put the full blitz on him, and we got him. We got him. And that's massive. And it's a similar thing with Wesley Fair. Again, KU going all in on him. He had a big-time visit to Iowa State. And what did we do? We closed on him. We got him. We got these Kansas kids to stay home. And these are legitimate big-time recruiting wins over regional, a.k.a. the old Big 12 North and Big 10, and local recruiting. And these are wins that you can build upon, you can stack upon. And again, there's some momentum in football recruiting. Now, I think that this staff has done great scrambling. I think they've done great in identifying guys. I think the talent since they came in is exponentially better than what it was when they left or when or when when they first showed up. And I think that this the this coaching staff and the talent that they brought in, they were capable of getting to 10 wins even if they continued to recruit uh at, at a similar level. But if they can take it up this tick, especially in the region because again, This current Kansas class, the Kansas class of 2023, is chock full of dudes. Like I said, there are 12 guys that have multiple Power 5 offers that you're battling for. And you're you're definitely still battling for a handful more. And then there's a bunch of fringe kids that are going to be able to go through the camp circuit this upcoming summer and could possibly earn themselves Power 5 looks. These are the classes that you have to capitalize on. And again, that's not even mentioning what's going on on the Missouri side of the Kansas City Metro. And they are doing a great job there. Is Kansas and Kansas City ever going to be Texas? Is it ever going to be Georgia? Is it ever going to be Ohio? No, it's not. But when you have classes like this in your backyard, you have to capitalize. And in the past, you know that very first class that Coach Kleiman tried to go after, a lot of high-profile guys didn't get any of them. He didn't win any major in-state recruiting battles. And and it's tough to come in from day one and try to do that. So I'm I'm not doing this to pound on him. But in every season since he's been here, every regular season, they've gotten at least eight wins. Now, if they can capitalize on these local classes like this, all of a sudden it takes you up another notch. And here's the other thing. In In the time of Transfer Portal, in the world of Transfer Portal, if you look at all these kids leaving... Local kids at any school are more likely to try to tough it out. So if you can get some of these pedigree guys, if you can get them to buy into your program and really have them buy in, they're not going to bounce after a year or two as they're developing if they're not playing. 
That's why the capitalization on this class is so big. Again, in the coming days, you could see an Avery Johnson commitment. Uh, Dylan Edwards, it's K-State and Oklahoma. Joe Odding just got an Iowa offer, and he's going to be going on a visit up to Notre Dame. Those are three big-time recruiting battles that could be another feather in the cap of this uh, of this coaching staff. You have Jordan Allen, who just got offered by Iowa. He's also, you know, we're going head-to-head with Iowa State for him, too. Can, can you go three for three against Iowa State? I don't know. I don't know. But you have some confidence. You're not scared when you see a Nebraska offer come through on a guy. You're not scared of seeing an Iowa offer come through on a guy because, again, you have some of this momentum. I think you have to give so much credit to this coaching staff that they kept chipping away. They didn't get discouraged. And now they're winning these major battles for these major in-state recruits. And hopefully that's not it. I think in the coming days you'll start to see some other folks uh, get on board. I think this is going to be a fun recruiting class to follow. I know recruiting isn't something that everyone uh, dives deep into. And honestly, if I didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't either. Because again, you're you're trying to diagnose and get into the heads of, you know, 17-year-old high school football players. And, you know, most of the time they don't even know what they're doing. God bless these college football coaches who are trying to do this. And that's what their job depends on. You know, that's wild. And again, I think the definition of, Uh, being such a big college sports fan that you start a podcast or that you listen to a podcast in April about uh, college football, college basketball. I I might even sneak in some college baseball here. Uh, You know, it it is wild. But again, there's worse things in the world to be fans of. You know, it's not the end of the world. Um, We'll move on to kind of uh, what's going on transfer-wise with K-State football. Brandon Jennings, who was a big-time transfer pickup from Maryland who had multiple years of eligibility. He was going to be a linebacker. He decided to transfer out. While it's not ideal, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and say, oh, who cares? Like, it, it sucks. Um, he was banged up. Sounds like things weren't going great in spring ball. Sounds like he was either on the two or three line on the depth chart. Um, so... Is it really killing you for this year? Probably not. It sounds like Will Honus, you know, he he transferred from Nebraska, technically a walk on another Kansas kid, uh, has been having a great spring, and he's poised to be the uh, next uh, starting linebacker again, or next to Daniel Green. Um, it, it does nothing to change my prediction on this upcoming football season. But again, that was a guy who had a good pedigree. He was a former four-star guy, had a lot of great offers. He was a top 250 type guy. Couldn't figure it out. That's fine. But again, his pickup back in the winter really solved a problem for long-term linebacker depth. He was a guy that was going to play more than one year. Now, you definitely need to try to find that um, either this upcoming spring or again this upcoming uh, winter when the transfer portal pops off again. Now I have all the faith in this staff. They they have executed their portal pickups um, quite well, except for seemingly linebacker, at least scholarship guys, because again, Munoz didn't play hardly at all last year. Then this one up and left. 
Now, if Will Honus can get back to kind of what he was doing at Nebraska before injuries plagued his final couple of years there, I mean, he was a second team or honorable mention all Big Ten guy. So again, especially when you have Daniel Green at linebacker, I'm not going to get overly worried. Now that, but now, now that spring ball is starting to wrap up, and again, May 1st is the deadline for anyone to enter the transfer portal uh, if they want to have a free year of eligibility this upcoming year. So the next two weeks is going to be wild. I anticipate seeing folks leave K-State, and I anticipate seeing us get involved in a couple guys. Again, depending on who you ask, what you read, we have anywhere between five to seven slots that we can still fill in with transfers junior college or division one or technically maybe even uh, high school kids i don't think we're going to be getting involved in any 2022 high school kids at this point but again dj giddens was a late ad last year um so there's always that possibility for a surprise now i would really like to see us try to sure up some of the defensive depth in the transfer portal uh, i'd like to see another defensive tackle i'd like to see another linebacker i'd like to see another safety i'd like to see another corner I'd like to see us use those four. And then if you only have five, I would just like an uh, offensive uh, weapon, whether it's running back, tight end, wide receiver, whatever. If you can go up to seven, then all of a sudden you, you say, hey, I'll take a, I'll, I need a running back, I need a pass catcher, and then maybe, you know, call it a day at that point. But I do anticipate seeing a handful more transfers in, and sadly I think you'll see some guys go out. I don't think it's going to be anyone you project as a major contributor this year or even in the future. But again, who knows? Crazy stuff happens in this transfer portal era. Speaking of the transfer portal, let's let's kind of get over into men's basketball. Again, as of recording this now at this point is 5.52 as I'm recording this, nothing official has come through. There are a couple housekeeping things that uh, I, I do want to touch on. One of them is, I, I think, either last week or the week before, I talked about Logan Landers being in the transfer portal. Now, that has not officially happened, and he has shown up on social media working out in the basketball training facility. He's been on, uh, I think, Curtis Kelly's social media. Uh, so I don't think that is necessarily a done deal, and he may be back um, next year. Again, it's that same deadline for college basketball. May 1st is that deadline. Again, you're seeing highly talented guys go in the portal every single day still in college basketball. So as of right now, Logan Landers is still on the team. And at this point, I'm probably back to leaning towards thinking he's going to be here next year. So that's just kind of a correction to what I said in a previous episode. Now... It sounds like over this past weekend, we had our first official visitors from, from the transfer portal in the Jerome Tang era. Now, there are rumors that there have been upwards of three or four guys. Now, throughout all the reporting I could find, the only name I could get confirmed was Gerald Colbert. He is a I got to give credit to K-State Online, uh, Derek Yelling. He had this multiple days before it was picked up by anyone else. Uh, since then, a handful of other media outlets on Twitter uh, and elsewhere picked up on it. Uh, so Gerald Colbert is a 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", big man from LSU. 
He originally was actually going to be a 2022 recruit. At one point in his time, he was a top 10 guy amongst the class of 2022 and a five-star. And then before he reclassified, he was a top 50 guy. He reclassified to join LSU last year. He didn't play a ton. But if you go back and look at what, what, what he was able to do in high school, and also keep in mind, originally he was supposed to be a senior last year in high school. This is the perfect guy for the Jerome Tang offense and defense. He is athletic. He can jump. He can protect the rim. He can run the baseline. He's a guy who's going to be able to scramble in the no middle defense, no middle man defense. He can cut off that skip pass. He is everything that this staff needs in a big man. And again, I think this is why they weren't scrambling. This is why they weren't panicking. Because they're capable of getting this type of guy. He had interest from other high major players. And now, at least all indications are, because again, earlier on Sunday, Jerome Tang sent out what we believe to be his kind of, oh, we landed a recruit tweet his, his announcement and in all indications is Jer, uh, Gerald Colbert LSU big man but this is the type of guy that you hope you continue to see bring, uh, be brought in he has that big recruiting profile he has that athletic nature he fits right in for what Jerome Tang wanted and again I, I was captain of the Davion Bradford fan club his freshman year and I even when Bruce went away, I, I said I wanted to keep him because of the flashes you saw as a, of him as a true freshman. But he doesn't really fit what Jerome Tang wants to coach. Colbert's the exact type of guy that you want running the middle of that no middleman defense. He's the type of guy who you want to run those high ball screens and lob up and throw down dunks. That's the type of guy and that's the type of athlete this guy is. Now, is he going to be all Big 12 next year? Probably not. I, I think I think he's probably going to be someone who uh, is going to be here his entire career, hopefully. And then by the end of it, he, he could be all Big 12 caliber. I don't think he's the instant uh, game changer. I don't think he's you know an instant all Big 12 type guy. But he's someone who, who if he buys in and is around for the next three years, he's going to be a dude. And it is exciting to finally get that first win up on the board. Now, like I said, of course, like it'll probably be right after I stop recording, it becomes official official. But all indications are that he is the guy who has committed. You know, he's retweeting K-State stuff on, on his social media. He's liking the K-State stuff on his social media. I, I, I think it's a safe, safe to say he is going to be the first Wildcat in the Jerome Tang year. And that's exciting. Now, there are all sorts of other rumors of different guys who, who are on campus visiting. I haven't gotten to confirm anything down. And even, honestly, I'll say this. Even, even the folks who it's their job to try to run down this type of stuff, to confirm this type of stuff, uh, they haven't been able to lock down the exact names. But the big other news that came out today on Easter Sunday 
Happy Easter to everyone. I hope everyone had a great Easter. I hope you're able to spend some time with your family. Detroit transfer Antoine Davis plans to visit Maryland, K-State, and Georgetown. This guy averaged 24 points last season. This was a certified bucket getter, one of the best offensive players in college basketball. Everyone under the sun had interest in this guy once he put his name into the transfer portal. We're getting one of his three official visits. Again, this is why Jerome Tang and Cope didn't panic. This is why I didn't panic. Now, I'm, I was anxious. I still am a little anxious because, again, it's far from a sure thing that Davis is going to choose K-State again. Going up against Georgetown, who's been grabbing a lot of transfers. You're going up against Maryland, who's an ACC school. You're going to have to truly win that recruitment. But again, this is a guy who is one of the best offensive players in all of college basketball. Don't, don't, I, again, I, I hate I hate trying to tell folks what to do. But again, this, this is why. Coach Tang has been calm. This is why a lot of folks connected to the program haven't panicked. These are the type of guys he can go out and get. This is why college basketball in Manhattan, Kansas is going to be exciting. Now, the hope is all the rumors are we're going to eventually hear soon Rodney Perry of Link Prep and Mocan is going to be joining K-State. Hopefully, maybe we'll hear official word this week. I don't know. You know, all indications are he's still going to be the number three guy. And that's why you still kind of hold out hope that you might be able to get in play for some class of 2022 studs as well. Now, I'm definitely jumping the gun. Because we, all we have is the one announcement tweet. We don't even have confirmation Colbert's going to be the guy. And we're only getting a confirmed visit from Davis. But again, this is fishing in a whole new body of water with Jerome Tang. And I think that if he can hit on a few of these guys... Fill in with even some projects of some 2022 kids who are going to buy into the system, buy into what he's selling, and be able to develop behind these guys and say, hey, look, we're not going to have to depend on you know Taj Manning, some of these other uh, 2022 recruits in that first year and say, hey, all we have to worry about is developing you into a better basketball player. That's how Coach Tang is going to set this thing up for the long run. Be able to get some certified dudes to play right away. And every year bring in a handful of dudes. But then also find the projects. Find the guys that can you know, fit with the culture that you're trying to build. That buy into the long-term vision. And set this team up for long-term success. So I'm hoping this is going to be a big week. I'm hoping this is going to be an exciting week for K-State basketball. I'm hoping on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Wednesday, 7 p.m. On ColorCast, we have some fun stuff to talk about. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we get to talk a lot about 
some new basketball names joining the fray. And also check out athleticgreens.com slash sports drink for your five free travel packs, a year supply of vitamin D droplets, and free shipping on your first order. Again, that's the perfect way to start any day. Athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. So hopefully we're going to be seeing some uh, big stuff. Um, we'll, we'll close up real quick um, talking about two other topics, just touching on them because uh, pretty big K-State news. Got to give a shout-out to the Batcats. Um, they've won, I believe, three out of their last four um, verse-ranked teams in Toynton Stadium. I think they grabbed one. I believe it was from TCU. Um, and then they took two of three from number seven, Texas. Um if they want a shot, if they if they want a shot at postseason play, which I, I I think think a lot of people who are bullish on the Batcats thought they had a chance to be uh, you know postseason contenders, they need to really capitalize on the backstretch of the Big Twelve season. They've already played the top four teams in the conference. Um. So they have to kind of dig out of a hole in in Big 12 play in the standings. And then they have a handful of non-con games, you know, uh, to take place in this coming week because, again, there's only nine teams playing uh, Big 12 baseball because Iowa State are cowards and they don't play baseball. Those un-American freaking losers. Hate Iowa State. Um, so, you know, they I think they have a game versus Wichita State. I think they have a game versus... Nebraska, I think they have a full non-con series. They have to win all those. I mean, you hate to like call all these games must wins, but you know, they have to they have to really start padding that record by beating some of these non-conference teams coming up. And then they basically have to go two of they have to win every series from here on out in the Big 12, I think, to have a realistic shot at getting the postseason play. And they're probably going to have to make a little bit of noise down in Arlington cuz that's where the baseball tournament is this year. But you got to give credit where credit's due. They absolutely embarrassed Texas on Friday night. They got a nice win on Thursday night, and they battled. They battled on Saturday. There were some questionable ejections on Saturday, but I mean, they battled. They only only lost by one run. Again, that's a top ten Texas team. So I got to give Pete Hughes and that team some credit. They have some guys. They have some guys on the baseball team. Hopefully, they're getting ready to turn the corner. Hopefully they're going to make some noise down the stretch. Because again, K-State fans really were focused in on that baseball team down the stretch. They're trying to make a run for postseason play. We'll see if they can get it done. Again, they have to be near, not near perfect, but I mean, again, I I think they really need to, they need to sweep some teams. They They can't, they have to win almost every series. But I'm not a bracketologist and there's people who cover K State baseball a lot better. I'd say check out my uh, my podcasting sons, the Aggieville Alley Cats. They do a great job following the Bat Cats. So make sure to check them out this week, and I'm sure they'll give you all the baseball coverage you need. Final thing we'll touch on, and I was a little surprised. This kind of came out of left field. I wasn't anticipating this, but former uh, re- recurring guest uh, Jesse Ertz, and I'm actually going to try to get him on again to talk about this. Him, Ryan Hennington, and I think Seth Porter. Ah, no, it wasn't Seth Porter. Man, I, I feel bad uh, forgetting who else was on it. I'll, I'll look it up while I'm talking. But we saw another 
uh, it NIL Collective uh, come out. Uh, and, you know, I again, I, th- this world of NIL, this world of name image likeness, it's, it's a wild world. You know, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what to think about all of it. You know, so it was, it was, sorry, it was Jesse Ertz, Ryan Hennington, and Ross Elder. And it's Wildcat NIL. CatsNIL.com. And again, I'm going to try to get Jesse Ertz to talk about this. But another one popped up. And again, they are, again, I, I, I don't know why I'm not just repeating exactly what I said the last time the NIL collective popped up. Again, it's, it's a weird world. Um, there's going to be controversy surrounding it, but I'm glad we have a second one. And I'm glad that both of them are being run by former K-State athletes. Again, I'm going to try to get Jesse Ertz on to talk more about it. And they already have an advisory board. Skylar Thompson, Byron Pringle, Brooklyn Entz, John Veneer, Dean Wade, John Farley, and Dalton Reisner are all on it. I don't know what the advisory board is going to be doing, um, but I, I like that it's, it's being, there's, there's a lot of involvement from former Wildcats, but they did. And to my knowledge, I don't think the Wildcats den has even launched yet. So Wildcat NIL actually jumped, uh, in front of them to, uh, to launch, but they actually already got NIL deals for three walk-ons. Jack Bloomer. Um, Xavier Lloyd and Ty Bowman. These are three walk-ons that are highly thought of, and they actually are getting their entire year's tuition paid for by the Wildcat NIL Collective. And that's pretty cool. Again, I know a lot of folks are still on the fence when it comes to paying college athletes. And And I know a lot of K State fans, you know, are very. Uh, uptight or a little worried about the idea of uh, cheating and doing things the wrong way. But the fact that we have two NIL collectives that are already launched and we're already putting our money where our mouth is going full tuition paid for three walk-ons that are highly sought after. These are game changers. These collectives and whether or not they're actually the ones who will do what it takes to get the big name recruits, these collectives, or if they're basically just something that coaches can retweet. Cause again, Connor Riley retweeting Taylor Bratt retweeting Jerome Tang retweeting. This is if nothing else, just marketing to student athletes saying, come to K state and we're able to compete and give you what you need to maximize either your profit or your career in college. And it's exciting to see. I'm glad to see K-State having two of these out there. I'm working hard to try to get representatives from one of the uh, collectives on. Um, And and hell, probably before football season kicks off, I'm going to try to get representatives from uh, both of them on to talk about it. Now, I'm not telling you what to do with your money. But again, now there, there are two collectives out there that folks can give to if they choose to. Creating a war chest to go out there and try to keep and get and keep the best players possible at K State. 
it's interesting times. College college sports are changing. Everything's changing. Um, but one thing that isn't going to change is Bosco's Boys. We're going to be coming to you live every single Monday. Not live. We're going to have a show dropping every single Monday from here on out uh, until I decide we're not going to do this thing anymore. And we're going live Wednesday, 7 p.m. I mean, who knows? Wednesday might be a sneaky big day in K-State basketball. I don't know. Just throwing stuff out there. Who knows? If you're listening this long, I mean, hey, just keep your eyes peeled. I think it's going to be an exciting couple days. Athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. If you're still listening at this point, let me know what you want us to do with the final scholarships for football. What do you think about Jerome Tang? They're keeping all this recruiting stuff very tight-lipped. Very sneaky. They're operating very quietly. Which makes it tough to try to get information, but it does make it very exciting. Next week, we're going to uh, we're, we're back in the off-season schedule. Final Monday of every month, we're going to have a Q&A show, and I'm going to have someone from Bonehead Nation join us, a listener join us every single Q&A show uh, until we get to football season. So we got April, we got May, we got June, July, and we got August. I will get a bonehead to come on. I don't know who the first one's going to be, but if you're very interested in joining me for a Q&A episode, slide in the DMs, at Scott Wildcat, at Bosco's Voice. Tweet me any thoughts. What do you think about this coup in-state recruiting? What do you think about Coach Tang operating like a ninja? Very quiet. Trying to find his guys. Always like interacting with you guys on Twitter. Send us your questions for this upcoming week. Hashtag Ask Bosco. Me and whoever the bonehead guest is, we'll answer them all. It's going to be a fun week. Might try to get some bonus shows to you guys, depending on the news, anything that pops up. But again, join me on ColorCast. And hopefully, in case I uh, drop some super secret nuggets that I can't be publishing... It will go on the RSS feed on Friday. But again, just join so you don't don't miss out. All right, we love you guys. I hope everyone had an Easter. Uh, very magical time, very special time. I hope everyone was able to spend that with your family. Um, so happy Easter to any of the Jewish uh, listeners. I hope you had a great Passover as well. Uh, we here at Bosco's Boys, we love you. Also, happy birthday to Jack. Grant's little kid. Both of them, Jack and Grant, they're waiting for you at the cat head. Just got to go find them. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit. Wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater. See to see, onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 fight, UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white, faithful to our colors. We will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for
Victory! Fight, 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 fight! UK State Wildcats for alma mater! Fight, 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 fight! Glory in the combat for the purple and the white! Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat victory! Go State! Podcast Network.